Grand Rising, La Familia, Grand Rising. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's today's session of Mind Your Business, right? I mean, we are back in the United States, and I'm so excited. Uh, my name is Tracy Walker, and this call we hold every single day at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, it's actually Monday through Friday, and this is where we want to help you to really mind your business and get your daily dose of, of um, mindset of marketing and, of course, of money. And um, I'm so excited to have each and every one of you here. And uh, you may have heard, heard me just say we are just getting back in the United States. I am home, sweet home, family, and um, what an amazing time we had over the last uh, the last week or so. Uh, I can definitely tell you that uh, it was an experience. Uh, I can't wait to do more, and uh, I am going to just do everything I can to encourage you to continue to step into your greatness when there is some sort of promotion or when there is some sort of recognition that is given, whether you are a part of a direct sales company over here or direct sales company over there or um, whatever, right, I'm going to encourage you to push, push, push to qualify, right? Don't be lazy. Don't allow that stinking thinking to talk you out of doing something that ultimately you're going to wish at the time that it takes place that you hadn't done something anyway, right? The biggest problem is regret, and we do not want to live with any of that, all right? So let's talk a little bit today, ladies and gentlemen, about um, unexpected challenges, okay? I want to talk about unexpected challenges, okay? And why I am um, discussing this is because uh, we had, when I say we, I'm talking about me and Josiah, we actually had uh, an unexpected challenge, an unexpected challenge when we got back well, not home, but when we got back to the car, right? So, you know, uh, here in Atlanta, one thing that I like to do is um, I'll park my car at one of the parking, one of the airport parking places, and we will take a shuttle to the airport. And the shuttle, of course, drops you right off at the ticketing when you're arriving, and then when you return home, uh, you get on the shuttle and it brings you right back to your car, right? And after, well, prior to the, the quote-unquote pandemic, a lot of the parking places here in Atlanta were, you know, 6 or $7 per day, okay? And I like to keep my car in what they call covered parking, right? So covered parking is where they have, like, a, a shelter, right? It's not inside, but there's, you know, a huge shelter structure that protects the cars. Uh, so in case it rains or something crazy like that, your car is protected, right? Then you have the uncovered, right? So I like to put my car in the, in the covered section. And um, covered is always a little bit more expensive, a little bit, well, it's more expensive, it just costs a couple dollars more. No big deal, right? So the, the parking places used to be around 6 or $7 uh, prior, you know, to the what we would call a, a pandemic at this time. And since then, I mean, everybody's prices has dang near tripled, okay, tripled. And so the normal place that I was going to for years and years and years and years, well, I haven't gone to them, A, because the price was a little bit higher, too much higher for me, um, just to park the car every day. It was ridiculous. And then, two, 
they are no longer serving uh, the international terminal, which was a problem because uh, at the beginning of this year, it's like every place I've been has been uh, international. So, uh, A, I didn't choose them because of the price, but then, B, uh, the last three places I've gone has all been international, and they're not servicing the international terminal, so that's number one. So I found a second place, okay? Found a second place. And the last two times we've gone somewhere, I parked at that particular lot. That lot was still expensive, but they were probably about $2 per day cheaper than the first place, my preferred place, place I've been going to for years and years and years and years and get points, all type of stuff, okay? So I went there. Uh, and Well, I looked at their, uh, their prices on the app, and for whatever reason, this past trip, I'm like, why are these doggone prices so high? So let me give you an example. So the prices used to be around 6 or $7, right? Maybe they were about 8, eight, eight or $9 for covered parking per day, okay? Not a big deal at all. Happy and grateful for that because if we're going, you know, five days or something like that, that's still pretty cool, right? Now they want seventeen fifty, right, for covered parking per day. It's insane, okay? And I'm a, I'm a person, I don't just park at any parking lot. I'm not parking at the completely cheapest parking lot uh, just off the side of the road, okay? I have a decent enough car where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I will pay out of my paying, but this is absolutely absurd, okay? So uh, $17, $17.50, something like that, I think, for cover parking. And when I was preparing to leave for the trip, I said, well, that just still feels so something, because I think it ended up being like 70-something dollars for the days that we were gone. I'm like, I just don't want to pay $70. You know, like if I have to, I will, but I just don't want to. I think they could find better. So that second parking place also has a, a second lot, okay? So it's the same name, but there's a, a lot one and a lot two, okay? But I never parked at lot two, right? But I would see people, and when we would turn a lot of the times on the shuttle, lot two shuttle always comes more frequently and faster than lot one. And me and the side, like, we need to park at lot two. We need to park at lot two because we spend so much time waiting on the lot one bus once we return to get us back to our car. So this time I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reserve at lot two. So I go to the lot two uh, on the app, and lo and behold, lot two is like $10 right, $2.50 for, uh, for the covered parking. And I said, oh, my goodness, right? And I knew exactly why it was uh, a little bit less expensive because lot two is closer to the expressway uh, when you get off of the exit to get to the airport versus closer to the airport itself. Now, both both, all of these lots are on the same street, okay? They're all on the same street. Just, you know, some are just further down the road than others, okay? Um, but once you get off the exit, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal, right? But this one's closest to uh, 285, and I said, well, that's not a problem for me because that means when we get back, we can just hop right on the expressway and we're out the door. There's no light. There's no nothing. So I went on and I booked lot two. So we go on the trip. Everything is fantastic. We get back. We're waiting for the shuttle, and what happens? Lot one bus is sitting right there, right? We don't see a lot two. Then the old place that we used to go to, two of those buses went past. The side says, how come the buses we quit are now showing up and, the, and lot two, which we always used to see, is nowhere to be found, right? Now, if you guys know my child, that's exactly what he said, okay? I did not exaggerate or put words in his mouth. He said, how come it's nowhere to be found? 
right? And I said, you know what? I said, because sometimes, Josiah, things seem to happen to throw you off and to make you question your decision, okay? Sometimes things happen, they appear, it appears to be in such a way that will make you question your own decision and it will have you going back and forth, back and forth in your mind, back and forth, uncertain. You can't make a decision to save your life. You make a decision, you unmake the decision. You make the decision, you unmake the decision. You choose this parking place, then you choose that parking place. Then you choose this parking place, you choose that. I said, so what happens, baby, is once you make the decision, that's it, right? That's it. Now, what we know, what we know is that as many times as we've traveled, we've always seen this lot two bus way more than we had these other buses. So just because this one time it appears that the lot two bus is not, is not, right, it's not here right away or it's taking a long time, it might be with the timing at which our flight landed and we got our bags, and we got over to the parking spot pickup area. It may be a number of circumstances why it appears that this particular bus is now not a frequent bus. But we know, we know from our own eyes that it is. So maybe about five minutes later, we look on the app, we are tracking the nearest bus, and we see that the bus is actually coming around the corner. No problem. Now, we, um, we say, yeah, here, here comes the bus, right? Now, Zion loves to track everything. Like if you order a pizza, he's tracking the driver. If you're looking on GPS or something, he likes to track, he likes to track where you're going and how long it's going to take you to get there. If you're looking for the airport bus, he likes to track the bus. He got to see where it is, where it's coming from, how long it's going to take, because he got to be confident that you're on the way. Okay, uh, nobody got time to be waiting, just indefinitely, okay, with all this uncertainty all over the place. He got to see where you are. So finally, uh, bus number two, lot two bus appears, and uh, we hop on the bus, no worries, and we drive on over to our car. Now, amazingly enough, the actual driver of the car, uh, uh, sorry, of the bus, uh, put my bags in my car for me. I have never I have never had the airport bus driver, because the airport bus driver will take the, bu- take the bags off of the bus for, uh, for you and put them on the ground for you because you've got to walk down the stairs to get off the bus. But I have never had a driver to literally walk my bag over and put the bags in the car. How amazing was that, right? So I'm like, oh, man, I feel so good. I'm so grateful. But when we got to the car and I was hitting the unlock button, my car, the beep, the alarm was making this beeping noise. And just thought, like, why is the car making this beeping noise? I don't know. But we finally get the car open. The mayor puts the bags in. I thank him very much. He gets on the bus. He goes on his merry way. Um, me and Josiah get settled in the car. I put the, the key in the ignition and turn and nothing. I said, wait a minute, something's going on here. I put the key in the, I took the key out the ignition. I put the key back in the ignition. I turned and nothing. I mean nothing. I mean that battery was dead as a doorknob. And I'm trying to think, well, why would my car battery be dead? My car has sat for days before. What is going on with my car? What's going on? I said, all right. It's now 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? It's me and my baby at the parking place, which thank goodness we're at the parking place because it's covered, it's secure, it's protected, so I'm not too, I'm not too bothered by it. And 
once I tell my son, I say, oh, man, it looks like the battery is dead. And my baby just burst out. I mean, he didn't like it. He burst out into tears and was like, oh, my God, how are we going to get home? And what are we going to do? And we're never going to get out of here. And we're going to have to spend the night here. And he just went to about three or four or five negative possibilities. He rattled them off. His brain instantly rattled off three, four, or five different undesired scenarios. And when he got to the third or fourth one kind of midway, I said, well, hold on, son. I said, relax. I said, relax. I said, stop crying. I said, because what have I told you before? Does crying help the situation? He said, no. I said, what kind of people are we? He said, we're solution providers. I said, exactly. I said, so can we think clearly if we are crying and we are not considering the, the possibilities that we do want? I said, because your brain instantly went into what you did not want. And what I want you to train your brain on to do or how to do is to instantly think of solutions, not instantly think of problems. He's eight, and his brain just instantly thought of everything he didn't want to do. You're 40. You're 50. How often does your brain already automatically just think of the negative negative possibilities without even giving consideration to the opposite of each of those things that you're saying. How negative are you? How negative are you when you meet a challenge? Here's a quote for you in uh, one of my books. It's called Project 369. You guys have heard me talk about this book, by the way. I have completed all the exercises in the book. But I still go back and I read certain aspects. And here's one part. It says, I possess the qualities needed to be successful. My thoughts are filled with positivity and prosperity. Everything that is happening now is happening for the greater good. I look at all challenges as opportunities and I overcome them. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. My life is just the beginning. Now, I have some parts highlighted in this. The part that I have highlighted says, I possess the qualities needed to be successful. Number one, everything that you need to be successful is within you. You already possess it. You don't got to look for it. You got to beg for it. You got to pray for it. You got to do none of that. It's already there. Okay, stop looking for something outside yourself that's already inside yourself. Second thing I have highlighted is this I look at all challenges as opportunities and I overcome them. That's one of the first things I thought about when that happened to us at 2 o'clock this morning. We have been traveling all day long. And to get to your car and your battery is dead and it's out in the middle of the night and it's you and a minor child. There's so many different things that I could have thought about, but my brain, I, I, it, I just couldn't. It couldn't. I, I instantly, I, let me tell you guys something. I instantly went into a controlled state where I physically and verbally told myself, okay, Trace, what's the best move now? Relax and you're going you're gonna to align with the solution, but you got to relax, right? And I said that because I did not want my subconscious to start doing things to my body like panic. 
like make my heart start racing, like instill fear in my heart, like start worrying and being concerned because I've got an eight-year-old out here, right? That, like all those things. I said, nope, no, 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 no. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to find a solution. I said, Josiah, you got to wipe those tears. I said, it's me and you. We solve all the challenges. And together, we could come up with something like a mastermind versus if I'm spending all my time trying to stop you from being negative and all you're doing is over there crying, we're not getting nowhere with that. So we need to focus on what we can do and let's align with the solution versus panicking and going into a, a conditioned response. So you've got to control your conditioned responses to things. Oh, my goodness, it's time to go on a trip, and you've got to qualify for something. What's your, what's, your, what's your conditioned response? Oh, I can't make it. Oh, I'm not going to be able to earn that. Well, I hope they have fun. That sure is a nice trip. I wish I could go. Oh, man, nobody's signing up with me. I don't know how to market. I don't have one person yet. How am I going to qualify for it? What's your conditioned response? The last thing I have uh, highlighted in that passage says, my potential to succeed is infinite. Okay, listen, there's nothing that's going to stop me. So I said, listen, sorry, wipe his tears. I said, come on, let's go. Okay, let's toughen up and let's go ahead and let's focus. I said, ah. I said, now let's check this out, Jay. I said, the good thing is that I could, I said, well, I do have, like, my GEICO. I have a, a triple A. So I can call these places. They can come. But in my mind, I said, yeah, but got to be an hour, two hours. I said, ooh. I said, I've got the jumper cables in the back. I said, oh, but we would have done another car. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, we're at the parking place. I said, I, I'm sure one of these buses can help us. So literally within 20 seconds, not even that long, another bus pulled in front of us. Now, when this bus pulled in front of us, um, I was waving, but they didn't see me. But they made a left-hand turn. They, was going, they made a, a, a left-hand turn, like a U-turn, going into the aisle that was behind me. So I got out of my or I was already out of the car, but I walked to the other aisle, and as the bus was turning the corner to start going down that particular lane, I was waving my hands back and forth from the side, and the bus saw me. It was a woman. And she said, yes, ma'am, how can I help you? I said, ma'am. I said, I don't know how you can best help. I said, but we need somebody to help us uh, and give, give us a jump. And she said, you know, no worries. She said, I can help you. Let me go get the jump box. So Josiah looked, and I said, see? I said, look how fast the solution presented itself. So she drives, and so while she's in my, in my car, in Maserati, the, the battery is in the trunk, okay? The, the, thing, the one thing I hate is that when I do need some type of service or something like that, I got to empty out that dang on trunk to get to that battery. But it's okay, right? So while the lady was going to get the jump box, I said, come on, Jay, let's go ahead and start taking this stuff out the trunk so when she gets here, when she gets here, we'll be ready, we can rock and roll. So we do. We start taking everything out the trunk. Now, here's the amazing thing about that. 
there were a couple of things in that trunk design I have been looking for that we could not find for about five or six months. One of them, his original set of baseball gloves, right? Now, he had one glove, but he didn't have the other. That's what forced me to have to buy another set of baseball batting gloves at the start of the fall season last year because we couldn't find the second glove that he already had. And lo and behold, now, I've been in and out this trunk tons and tons of times, but I didn't take everything out. See, I just would use what I needed to use. I would take everything out. Another message, another teaching moment here. Some of you just keep recycling the same stuff, and you're not really cleaning the glass, right? You just keep using the same glass you used yesterday. You know, sometimes the kids come over, they spend the night with Josiah, and they all get cups, right, or they all get water. And I said, listen, y'all not going to be using up all these bottles of water. Okay, you get whatever bottle of water you open, you're going to keep that bottle of water. So write your name on it, your initial, whatever it is, that whatever cup you use, that's the cup you're going to use. Y'all not going to be dirty up all these dishes every five minutes because you have one drop of fruit punch and then you want to put that in the sink. Then, Miss Tracy, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. <laughs> and you get another cup, get another cup, get another cup. So use the same thing. Right? So, hey, so you're using the same stuff, but you're not really cleaning the glass. Right? You're not really getting to the root of the problem. So as we're cleaning out this thing, we find the other batting glove. I said, look at this, Josiah. Would you look at this? He's like, oh, my God, Ma, we've been looking for this for a year. I said, we sure have. I said, well, at least now you got two sets of batting gloves. Okay, now you got two. You got your blue ones and you got your black ones. You Gucci now, right? So we found the other batting glove, number one. Second thing. Second thing was that it gave me an opportunity to toss out I, the crap that I knew I didn't need that was in there. It wasn't that much stuff. But it gave me a second to pull it to the side and not put it back. I didn't want to repack the car with the crap like when you move. You don't, you don't supposed to take all the crap you don't need to the new spot. So we get everything out, okay? The lady comes with the jump box. She says, okay, we can't put the cables on for liability purposes, I said, no problem. I know how to put the cables on the, jump, on, the, on, the, on the battery. No problem. I do know that. Now, listen, I am a girl. Uh, I am a woman. And uh, there are just certain things that yeah, I know how to do. But if I had a man there to be able to do it, uh, I, I'm gonna, I want him to do it. <laughs> but in this case, the lady was the lady. And she told me that they had a policy in their company where she couldn't do it. No problem. I got to step to the plate, put the jumper cables on, make it happen. So I do that. We do that. As soon as I put the plus sign on first, then I put the minus sign on, boom, lights start to come on in the car. I go over, I turn the ignition, the car starts. We let it run for a few moments. We remove the cables from the battery. We let it run. And Josiah is just looking. We're, this is all about 20 minutes at this point, right? It went from initially, oh, my God, we're never getting home. We got to spend the night here. <laughs> to, oh, my God, I can't believe the car's running in 20 minutes, okay? So I said, CJ, I said, listen, I want you to always remember, okay, challenges are designed to help you grow and to help you think. You've got to find solutions. You've got to train. You've got to let the universe know. You've got to let God know that you are capable of making decisions, that you deserve greater abundance, that you deserve greater territory, that you deserve greater amounts of people to impact because you can solve problems with small situations. You can solve problems with a small number of people. You can solve problems with a smaller 
territory, but you deserve larger because you are demonstrating that you know how to handle that which you have. If you can't handle this challenge, and young lady, you are saying that you want to be back at $100,000 per month, is there anything in you that makes you think that $100,000 per month, the circumstances that surround achieving that type of success is going to make your life easier. The money is absolutely going to make things easier. But do you think you're going to avoid challenges? Do you think you're not going to have conflict resolution necessary? Do you think you're not going to have to be calm, remain calm, be a leader, be a thinker, be a solutions provider? Do you think at that level of success that problems are going to disappear from you? No, 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 team. The problems, they expand because you've expanded. And if you are unable to handle that which you have right now, then you're demonstrating you're not ready to have what you're saying. And that's that alignment piece that I talk about a lot. You can pray for the money all you want to. It's not that God don't want you to have it. That's the delay. The delay is you ain't ready. You're not aligning vibratory levels, frequency levels. You are not rising, as they say, to the occasion. You are not stepping into who you need to be first before you can have that which you are asking for. You have to be in alignment. And so every opportunity I get to demonstrate and prove that I am ready for the next level, that I deserve the next level, that I will not be weary, that I will not falter, my knees will not buckle at the sight of a challenge, my heart will not flutter because I don't have the answer right then. You won't even scare me because I'm a single mother out here with my son. No, you won't do it because as a young man, I will continue to encourage him to control his thoughts, to control his feelings, to control his emotions. As Ogmandino says, I am master of my emotions. And in moments where you could freak out, in moments where you could get an attitude, in moments where you could start to blame or this or that, in moments where you could get sad, in moments where you could have all these different emotions other than neutrality, you're being pulled by your emotional strings and you are demonstrating you ain't ready. Every time you make a knee-jerk decision to something, you're demonstrating you're not ready, controlling your emotions. My potential to succeed is infinite. There is no end to the potential that we all have. So we turn on the car. Um, as the car is, you know, continuing to kind of juice up, uh, I go ahead and I start putting things back in the trunk. And I'm putting things back in nice and neat. You know, I know what it's, what's in there and what we're using a lot more of, right, what needs to go at the bottom, what needs to go more towards the top, right. I found Josiah's Dream Team sweatshirt in there because I probably had it in there in the fall when he was playing fall baseball and it gets chilly out there at night, right. And I tell him, hey, so I come off the field, he'll put a sweatshirt on and put his jersey back on on top of it so you have a hood and something on his arms if it's chilly. So I kept the Dream Team sweater in the trunk, and it was bald. I said, hey, you got your Dream Team sweater. Then I found them, we found another jacket. He's like, hey, I've been looking for that jacket. Yep, get that jacket up out of there too. So we pulled out the things that we wanted to bring in the house, and then we put everything back into the trunk in a nice orderly fashion in a way that uh, was conducive to how we use the items that are in there. 
And then the things that we didn't need, I went ahead and I just drove them around to that little dumpster and threw it in the trash can, and that was the end of that. So by the time we literally drove home, it was about 3 a.m. It was 3 a.m. And as we're driving home, my son says, because I told him, you're going to school. You are going to school no matter what. He says, Mom, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that, you know, you might be a little tired. You might not want to get up and feel like taking me to school. We only got like four hours to get up. <laughs> and I said, you know, nope, 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 you're going to school, you're going to school. In my mind, I knew I wasn't going to make that child go to school, and we're just getting home at 3 o'clock, and we got to get up at 7 to take him to school. It's not fair to him. I'm not going to send him to an institution where he, he learns and he plays and he has fun and enjoys himself and he's sleepy. That's not productive. So I said, no, did I want to keep him home another day? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I feel that the lessons that he learned, even while not in school, are viable lessons for life that he may or may not even learn in school. Now, he has a really, really good school, okay? He has a really good school. And I love the concept that they teach in terms of leadership and, and um, making good decisions and consequences for your actions. Like, I, I really enjoy that school. But it's still my responsibility to make sure that he gets the character-building lessons to carry him through life. And so as we encounter the challenge at 2 in the morning of what appeared to be, oh, my God, we're never going to get home. We have to sleep at the parking, the airport parking. It turned into a solution that after 20 minutes, it made our day. We were on the road. We got on home. We parked the car. We got our stuff out. We got in the house. We got ourselves a little bit unpacked, a few things just to, to manage with toiletries and stuff, and next thing you know, we were in the bed. So what is the point as I close out? The point is that you're going to have challenges. You're going to have unexpected challenges, as I said. You're going to have situations that you weren't thinking were going to happen. You know, I was thinking, ooh, can't wait to get to the car and get home, and that's just it. I did not expect to get to the car and the battery be off. I did not, did not expect to have to think at 2 o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to have to think. But guess what? Thinking is what makes us humans. See, other animals and species, they don't have the faculty of thinking. They are instinctual only. We have the instinct and we have the ability to have thoughts and to think. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us more superior on the land. We have the ability to do that. And there's infinite, there's infinite potential there. We can go on to whatever we want to go. You, when last time you saw a chipmunk be a lawyer? When last time you saw a squirrel become um, a teacher? They don't think about that. They don't become things. We do. We do. You've never seen a fly uh, work at the movie theater before, have you? No, you've never seen uh, a bee get a part-time job, have you? Because they don't think. They don't need to think. They're, ex they're instinctual. They find their food out. You don't see them at the grocery store in the line with a Kroger card, do you? You don't see them with an ID card. You don't see a snail with an ID card like, hey, I need to go to the grocery store today. No, you don't. You know why? Because they find what they need to find out in nature through instinct. That's how they live. You, you don't live that way. You live through thinking. You live through problem solving. You live through growth and elevation. That's how you elevate. And so I just want you to remember that no matter the challenge you have, whether big 
or whether small, whether you were prepared for it or whether you were not prepared for it. You must be in check and you must be in control of your emotions at all times. Crying does not solve the problem. Whining does not solve the problem. You continuing to tell yourself what you cannot do, what cannot happen, what won't take place, oh, how could it happen, and all the doubt and all the spiraling of negative thoughts is taking you further and further away from the solution. You have to be in control. You have to even probably tell your body to regulate itself. Okay, heart, we are getting ready to maintain a normal, calm heart rate. We will not get too excited. We will not be in panic. We are calm. We are cool. We are collected. And we are thinking of the options and potential solutions that will serve us to our greatest being. We do not, we are not seeking negativity. We are seeking the thing that will help us solve this challenge that is before me right now. And I demand a solution to be brought forth. You've got to start going in that direction. When it comes to your business, you've got to start going in that direction. When it comes to your life, you've got to start going in that direction. How negative are you? Think about that. Then ask yourself, how positive are you? And I'm talking about, oh, yeah, I'm a positive person. I'm a happy person. I'm talking about when it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you and your child is outside at the parking, uh, the parking, the airport parking place, and it's dark, and it's a couple of buses running around, and your car won't start. What, is, what are the thoughts going through your head? What are the thoughts going through your head? Now, I'm from Chicago. I don't play that being out in the dark, okay? I don't play that out there being alone. I don't play that. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. Don't even think about it. Even as a woman, my instinct from where I come from kicks in, and I'm ready. So as I'm ready for that, I've got to also think. Okay, decide. Let's stay in the car. Let's think. Hmm, what can we do? Oh, I know, right? Hmm, decide. What do you think? Oh, yeah, let's ask the lady at the bus. Wait, let's ask the lady at the bus. I said, sorry, stay in the car while I uh, flag the lady down. Okay, I got it, Mom. You understand? Teamwork. What did I talk about yesterday? Teamwork. You got to work together. My son is my teammate. We got to work together. And as he learns how to play the game, that more proficiently, the better our team becomes. But if I am a coach, if I am a captain of the team that's teaching fear, that's teaching dependency, that's teaching um, not being confident to take the shot, if I'm teaching, oh, you got to check with me before you make every decision, if I'm the teammate and I'm the captain and I'm the coach that's saying, no, don't trust your instinct, don't speak up, let mommy come up with all the answers, and, and what am I teaching? What am I teaching my teammate to be shy, to not speak up, to be uncertain of his suggestion, of his ideas? And thank God my son is not that way. He says, no, no, no. Hey, mommy, we got to get off right here because, look, this is what happened. Hey, mommy, look, look, uh uh-uh, this is what we got to do. You're right, Saya. Let's do it. Thank you so much for being observant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Instilling confidence, confidence, confidence in his what? Decision-making, in his thought process, in his 
thinking in the solution direction. Sometimes, yes, he's eight. He's a child. Might he go into a spiral? Might have been scary out there. If you were eight, and you were, it's just you and your mama. Yeah, I get it. I wasn't mad at him. But I had to redirect those thoughts. I had to help him redirect those thoughts. His initial outburst was to cry and to go negative. What is your initial outburst? I'm teaching him to redirect that. I'm teaching him, okay, I got it, that's right, but no, 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 that's not what we want. Let's fix that. What are you doing? How are you retraining yourself? I'm going to leave you with that here on today. How are you overcoming challenges? How are you controlling your emotions? How are you thinking when something comes up unexpectedly? How are you handling that situation? How are you helping other people when they come across situations such as that or different situations where now you're an observer and you have the opportunity to give advice or coaching or direction in the midst of someone else who is experiencing a challenge? How do you offer your captain-like qualities, your team-like qualities, your coach-like qualities? Are you coaching your team into greatness or are you coaching your team into fear, into doubt, into lack of belief in self, into uncertainty, into fear of taking, um, taking risk? What is it that you are teaching yourself and your team? Be mindful. Here's what I know. I possess the qualities needed to be successful. My thoughts are filled with positivity and prosperity. Everything that is happening now is happening for the greater good. I look at all challenges as opportunities and I overcome them. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. My life is just the beginning. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mind Your Business call on this great day. This has been Tracy Walker. It's been my pleasure to share some insight with you. We're going to talk about some marketing on tomorrow. I'm excited to talk to you guys about some things. If you are not, for whatever reason, on the podcast list, you can get the replay to these calls. You definitely want to tap in. You want to send the word podcast or text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, that is text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. I will see each and every one of you same place, same time, same line on tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to sharing some more Mind Your Business on our next show.